And we're back. It's the collective. Yes, pushing music to the next generation. This is it. King Eat Crush Glass, your boy Feebus, and today's guest, A Baby of King Visuals. Let's get right into it. Yes, sir. Yeah. So today, oh my gosh, it's been a great day. How you been though? Well, not bad, man. It's actually been quite a few, some time since we last linked up, but you know, been pretty good. Okay. I've been pretty good, you know. Okay. Just been kicking it, working on my craft, just what? trying to be better every single day and making sure that my projects are better and better and ever. Okay. Okay. So you're saying you're putting hours into it? Yes, sir. Okay. What are these hours looking like nowadays? To be honest with you, I'm probably looking to put at least a good like three, three, four hours comparing to before where I used to put maybe an hour, an hour and a half of, of work on my projects. Now I'm putting kind of doubling that up. Which doubling it up? Yes, sir. Okay. Okay. So that means, you know, the more you, hours you put into any craft, definitely you're going to get more of a result out of it. Yeah. Well, so let me ask you a question because, I mean, yeah, as you know, I, I do something similar to you, not as advanced. When you say three hours into your video, are you talking about three hours a day or three hours in general? There you go. Well, you know, like, it all depends on the project, you know what I mean? Because I, I could spend sometimes three hours on editing a video, but then I could spend three hours on recording. But I will probably say, yeah, about three hours a day, three hours a day in general, as of right now. Okay, so it's either music or visuals. It's yes, just sir. you're just working on the craft itself. So do you feel like it's necessary... To actually put hours into anything? Of course. You think it's necessary to put your hours in? It is. There's no other way, man. The only way to perfect the craft, I think, is to put in hours. And when you put in the hours, I do believe that time becomes so fast to the point where, like, you need to put more hours into it, but you don't feel it. Because, you know, like, I used to put, like, one hour of work. I would feel like it was a long time. But now when I start putting more hours, I feel like I need more time. Because the creativity is insane, you know what I mean? And the world doesn't stop. And it's a crazy thing to think about it, but the more hours we put, the better it gets. And I think it's really important to put more hours. Okay, like, like putting more hours, then you all of a sudden felt the need that you needed more hours. Is that what he's saying? No, he's not. what he's saying so is he like... he got into the skill, right? He got into the skill. Put an hour, let's say a day, per week, right? Yeah. And then he said he bumped it up, doubled it up. Yeah, well, you you know what it is? Like, for me personally, right, my, my brother showed me how to edit. So at first, I used to get frustrated. Man, this shit ain't working right. Okay. I'll come back to it later. And then after a while, I said, you know what? If I just, I, I, I thought about it like sports, okay? I'll bring up an example. R.I.P., my GOAT, even though Michael Jordan's the GOAT, but he's my GOAT, Kobe Bryant. The Mamba mentality. Now, I'm not saying I have the Mamba mentality. I'm not disrespecting like that. But it is a mentality that most people have who are successful. If you work at your craft, you're only going to get better. If you start to prepare yourself for hiccups, for game changers, you're going to be able to master it. Another thing is a boxer, Nam from Dynamite Boxing. Shout out to him. He broke it down boxing term-wise. So, like, if you're a repetition is the same for every situation. If you get stressed out or you get lost, sure. it's going to be muscle memory, natural instinct. You get flustered, 
you're going to resort back to your natural instincts, your natural habits. So if you build good habits, when you get flustered, you're going to continue to have good habits. And essentially, you need these to put the time into creating these habits to actually have the habits in the first place. Right? Think about it this way, Phoebus. Like I told you, you've been doing music for 20 years, right? Look, look, I had to put the time in. You had bad habits in the beginning. As you started to realize this doesn't work, you got rid of it. Oh, this works? I'm going to work on that more. Same thing with the beat making, right? You know, your process changes as you grow and you perfect your craft. Truly, truly, and I, I thought actually it wasn't the, the amount of time that I was putting in as much as it was finding more solutions and working smarter so that actually the time, there would be more results coming out of the time used. Definitely. If I, do, if I wasn't like, okay, if I, let's say it was creating a loop back in the day, you know, and I'm focusing on the loop and I, I just want the loop to sound good and I'm using all the wrong instruments. And I'm putting it together wrong, but I, I'm using the time. Yeah. You know, I'm putting the time. I had to actually turn that thought of, like, using the time wrongly by uh, getting to the right way to do things. But it took, it, and using it took for you to, correct. but it took for you to do it, oh, see definitely. the problem, definitely. find a solution, which means you put hours in. And I think that's what A Baby yeah. is talking about. Yeah, because uh, in my personal opinion, I think there's no wrong timing. I feel like every time you do something and you think you did it wrong, there's nothing wrong with being wrong because now you're going to put in time to fix the wrong. So okay. even even if you thought that you were putting the wrong timing in the wrong instrument, I think you were putting the right timing on finding the right instrument. Hey, baby, oh, right. okay. make sure you lean into Mike when you, okay. when you say, or put the, set the mic up a little bit. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah, set it up so it's a little closer so when you're speaking, it's, you know what I mean? People can hear you. I just want to make sure that people can understand and, and get the knowledge. I'm not saying they didn't hear it. They probably did. I'm just giving you advice on it now so that, you know what I mean, editing for me later isn't going to be so hard, okay? <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Your boy, is, your boy is trying to guide people to make shit easy, okay? For real, man. Okay. So, like I was getting back to, so like uh, working smart within the time that we're given, right? Yes, sir. So if we, uh, we're all given an hour, right, some may want to do it the, let's say, the way that's counterproductive. Yes. You know, uh, so they use their hour in that way. They don't actually come out with anything getting done in that hour because they essentially were doing things that were counterproductive to you want to find a result, right? You the next person, he's saying, okay, I'm going to use the time with whatever I was given, right? And he goes to build it, but he may not know everything. So he's taking his his hour. He might have like half of the structure done, and the other guy, he's a solutionist, and he's like, it, within the first minute, he can find out if something's going wrong, right, or in counterproductive, shall I say, and then be able to uh, use the, I guess, use the time more efficiently. So by half hour, he has most of the structure, and then within the hour, he has. The but then here's the thing, though, right? The thing that I'm saying is it doesn't matter if you start off wrong in the beginning. It right. just matters if you start it. Because once you start it, then you will start to learn what's right and what's wrong, what works for you, what doesn't work for you. For me, uh, example, editing these videos. I'll take the raw audio from the cameras, and then I take the raw audio from the, the roadcaster, and I line that up. I literally delete 
the audio from the cameras and I watch the words and I make sure everything matches up that way. Before, I used to sync it to the audio from the cameras and sometimes it'd be off by a second. What I realize is now I can sit there, watch the camera or watch the, watch, watch the words that are coming out of somebody's mouth and match it. And then that allows me then, boom, to render it faster. Before, I used to just chop and chop and chop, right? right? Right. Yeah, and then like even with this one, because there's two cameras, right? Mm-hmm. What I'll do myself is that maybe I'll use you as a baseline. Mm-hmm. So yours, I won't chop at all, but his I'll chop. So then boom, 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 and then I can just slide it in. Okay. Right? Yeah. You know what I mean? But I learned that from realizing I don't need to chop both of them. I need to just chop one because in the beginning I used editing. to chop both. Yeah. And that was just that's just video editing. Do you know what I mean? Yet again, a lot of this stuff is self-taught for me me making mistakes and seeing it, right? But it's just, the, like I said, this is why I say the sports. You can pick up a basketball, dribble in and shoot. But here's the thing, though. Yeah. If you don't do it every day, you're not going to get any there better. Go. That, okay. do, do you see what I'm saying? If you don't have drills for the skills that you want to acquire and work on those, yeah. you're not going to get any better. And that's why ABB saying, hey, listen, at first I used to do an hour a day. He realized that an hour a day wasn't enough for where he was going and the skills he was learning. He's like, yo, I'm catching this. I need to do it more than an hour. And with him saying that, like, do you feel like you have to put more time in now the more that you know? Of course. I do. I And I feel like I will never get enough time to keep trying to get better because I feel like every time I try to... Catch up to time. Time doesn't stop. Time does not stop. You know who stops? It's me. (laughs) I'm the one that stops. Because then I get frustrated, and then I'll just stop doing it. But then I think about it. I'm like, why did I stop doing it? Time doesn't stop. I I stop. So I got to continue. So I got to keep trying to catch up with time and continue to, like, um, fix my craft. And like mine was saying here, man. Okay. Like, do you find that your craft is kind of like a, more like your life? Your craft can intertwine with your actual life because as you give it more time, it becomes your go-to thing, right? So a part of you. Yeah, definitely. You know, for me, having four kids, I f- definitely feel like it's a time-consuming. But you know what I mean? Like right. I come to a point where like I got to find the time, and that's where I say well, I need more time to, f- um, to fix my craft because I spend some time working sometimes on my craft sometimes with my kids well most of the time with my kids you know what i mean but like yeah it comes to a point where like i'm trying to find that time that i'm technically losing on perfecting my craft but at the same time i'm not because when i'm not working on my craft my mind is just running thinking of all the thinking of all these ideas that i could potentially do once i get back on my craft so i discover a way to always be working. So that means like even when you're asleep, you're dreaming, your mind is working, your brain is working. So Okay. Yeah. Are you also like doing like uh, with your time and with working on your crafts, are you looking for other easier ways to get exactly your job done? Like I'm always do do you use some of the time to research so that you can maybe it seems like you slow down for a moment, but then your information that you gather at the time uh, Propels you, yes, sir. To you, getting your done or job done. Faster. YouTube is my way to go, man. I don't know if it's because of the year I was born. I was gonna say this, but you know, like if I'm not doing nothing else, I'm on YouTube. I'm on YouTube learning something new, and then I take that as time off my craft because 
you know, I, I didn't go to school sure. for these. I didn't go to school for these, but my school at the moment is YouTube, you know? So, like, I use YouTube as a guideline to guide me every time. So, when I'm on YouTube, I'm just thinking, there's a teacher in front of me, and then I'm learning. Regardless, if I'm watching an artist, I'm watching a, a music video, I'm watching a mm-hmm. uh, commercial, I'm watching a podcast, I'm consuming all the data. Okay. And if you're consuming all the data, I'm just saying, like, those people are professionals, right? They, they're so professional that they want a YouTube channel so that they can show their profession, right? They want somebody who's going to go into the same train or field, right, and be able to uh, get the knowledge, catch up to their level. But there is no replacing putting in the time. There is. It. Another thing to talk about with when you're talking about YouTube, that's definitely, that's not even an age thing. You know what it is? People don't realize, I can tell you personally, three quarters of the people on YouTube that have big channels did not go to school for it. It is uncharted territory. You have to find what your niche is, what what you want to be, and you have to realize that when you make videos, even this podcast, we're, okay. we're not doing this podcast, I feel, for us. We're doing it to spread information. We're doing it to shine light on people in our city. We're okay. doing it to show people like... If you want something, get up and go get it. Like I said, Puff Daddy said it, man. You don't work, you don't eat. So this is going back to that there's no time, right? There's, there's no time like today. There's not an, a no, no time like, like today. today. There's no not enough time when, when the, it comes to doing a lot of the things that we need to do and get done. There still seems to be. I feel like the only time is living in the present. Because, you know, we can't go back in time and be like, I should have done this. Hey, baby. But listen, I, I swear to God, the next three years we're gonna be doing time travel, and if we do, <laughs> I'm going back with all the knowledge I have right now. Oh, and I'm gonna be one of the first YouTubers, I'm and I'm gonna kill everybody, bro. I'm just joking. No, I'm, I'm not joking. Uh, kill the competition all the day, all, all day, every day. Like, kill, like, like my guy Fabo says. You know what I mean? Death comes in threes, baby. Yeah. So you're saying with the information you gathered up now, until this point, if I could go back, you would use the time. I'd use that. I, I Give go back to your, your 20 self. years. 20 years. 20 years. I go back 20 years. Amazon, okay. Okay. black owned. Do you know what I mean? YouTube, Jesus. black owned. Facebook, yeah. black owned. Okay. Okay, now, why? What, why? What, what brings you to this point? Now? Why? Because, like, one thing, another thing that I try to tell people in general, and I think A-Baby can... What's, can, uh, what's the difference here? Well, no, A-Baby can attest to this, right? And, like, I don't mean to turn it super racial, but, like, in your community... You guys celebrate each other and help each other a lot more than try to bring each other down. In our community, Phoebus, we're red eye. Oh, you got this little podcast going on. Oh, oh, you got that little chain. Oh, you got that little car. Oh, please, man, he ain't nothing. In their community, the Jewish community, the Asian community, they build together. They realize that if I'm winning, you're winning. One of the things that Jewish people do, they don't have to like each other. But if I have a business deal that's going to make me and you money, and I need you to make that money, I'm going to do business with you. I don't have to like you, bro. I just have to make sure that I can eat, you can eat, and guess what? The next guy down the street can eat because we're all involved in it. He, <laughs> okay. can, he can speak I don't like to this, this right? Guy. I don't like this guy. Let, let me just have dinner with him because he the dinner looks pretty good. You know, okay, pretty so much. <laughs> no, no, but hey, baby, I'm, 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 I'm lying. Like, in your community, well, like, you, guys, you guys are a little bit more tight-knit. So uh, okay, so he's saying... There's supportive versus competitive. To be honest with you, maybe 
is the point of view. You know what I mean? Because even within the Latino community, I feel like there's a lot of like jealousy involved. You know what I mean? Okay. And especially um, just taking in consideration that a Latino community, you're talking about like part of North America and pretty much yeah. all South America. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So like putting something out there as a Latino, it could be a little bit more like two, three times more harder. Because once you start doing something, somebody already is, has already been doing it for like three, four, five, six years more. And then they don't want you to start doing it because they don't want that light to stop shining on them. But so I get your point. I get your point where like, I get your point where like, yes, it could be sometimes where like there's people supporting each other. Like you said, like they don't have to like each other, but their their concept is to like bring them up as a culture together, right? And okay. don't and get me is, wrong, you know, it still circulates what we're doing with our time. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, because we've been at this competitive nature for so long, as you know, I would it, say it, uh, for us, it, it comes from slavery. It, like it's 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 of the mind, the field Negro and the house Negro. Like that is really embedded in us. And yes, I know I'm, slavery happened in America. I'm from Jamaica descent. Phoebus is from Jamaica descent. Like this goes back years. Just competition, the light skin against the dark skin, the the man against the woman. It's constant com- competition. Now we do have these one two power couples that work, but in our black community, we don't want we don't we'd rather see the other person fall than help them and find a way for them to open a door for us for us things. to you know what I mean to, for us to get in there. Uh-huh. Like brown people, I bro. The thing I love about the brown culture, okay. there's 10 of them in the house. Let me tell you how they do this, bro, okay? The first guy gets in. He gets 10 guys. They pitch together. They buy the house, okay? The first guy that came in, after we'll say after five years, the house is already paid off. He takes the money from the house, yeah. and he leaves. They bring another guy in. It's first in, first out. They, you know, we're doing business. Okay, we want to get this trucking business. 10 of us are going to get together. We're going to get the, the first truck. That truck will pay for the next truck, pay for the next truck, and every truck every man will own. Do you know what I mean? That's how they do business. Us in the black community, we want to step on each other to get to the main goal. That's why Nike can disrespect us. That's why the NBA, the NFL, all these Balenciaga, so all these things, things can disrespect saying. us as black people it, because we, dude, you know, hold and don't hold on. I just, just want to finish the thought. Don't quote me on this, people. But I swear to Jesus Himself, oh we spent over five trillion black people five trillion dollars on Gucci and all that stuff. Gucci out here doing blackface. Sorry for yelling, because I know <laughs> blackface masks. They're doing they're doing disrespectful soft corn. You know what I mean, kid corn. And people are not realizing that they're using us. As a commodity, because that's what we are. No, as an scapegoat. <laughs> well, you know that's. that's I think it does the industry. There's a few. There's a few. Rec- there's a few things that you did bring up, though. Okay, about the thing about slavery, the light skin, dark skin, the house, yeah, the field. Uh, isn't that like a doctrine that was actually taught yeah. to? So that wasn't even our that in 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 the black community that wasn't actually how things worked. Worked. Think about the tribes, even the Mayans. Okay, even the Mayans. That's a community, right, of the Latino culture. Okay, can't nobody disrespect the Mayans in any form without repercussion. Us as black people, we get disrespected regularly, bro. Hold on, 
Is you it? A, I mean? Do you find that to be a fear from other cultures? Why you know, people people generally hate what they fear, right? So I think that's what the industry has made people think. Right. Especially, you know, right. Kanye Kanye West has been talking about all this. This uh, house field, uh, light skin, dark skin. Go ahead. Yeah, like Kanye West has been talking about all this. All this long. And then, you know, the reason why they want to shut him down is because potentially he's speaking the truth that the industry doesn't want people to know, you know, blacks killing blacks. You know what I mean? That's that's mm-hmm. what's really selling out there, mm-hmm. which is not right, because mm-hmm. if you go back in time, you know, I'm still a baby, you know, like the, and that's where I get my name. Hey, baby, you know, like a lot of this stuff, it's just knowledge that I've been captured that that I gather around where like, you know what I mean? Like it became so racist to the point where like. I'm not saying all the white people are like that. I'm not saying all the black people are like that. But it's outside the community and within the community that is happening. And then, So yeah. you're saying... Well, Phoebe said it best, right? They're selling us... They're, they're making our artists sell us our own demise. Right. You, do you yeah. see what I'm saying? And they're profiting off of it. So it's actually those few that are profiting are probably the same ones who want to keep us divided... Because if we learned, remember we were talking about this off camera. If if the gazelles told the lion how to eat, or told the lion how to catch a gazelle, there'd be no more gazelles. So why the heck would the gazelle show the lion how to do that? The lion has to learn how to do that, right? It's the same thing with us. If they get poor people to hate other races that are poor, the rich can stay rich. The once once people start learning how to accumulate wealth and they share it with others, they don't want that. Kanye isn't wrong, but here's my problem with Kanye. He took things a little too far, bro. When you start talking about Hitler's this and neo-Nazi that, bro, you lost me. I understand where he's coming from, where he feels like there's a certain group of people. And yeah, people, I'm not going to say the name, kick rocks. Certain group of people that have massive control over things that he feels like they, if you say something that they don't like... They can get you canceled. They can get things taken away from you, a la Kyrie Irving, right? Kyrie Irving never said anything anti-Semitic, yet he got suspended from the NBA. He lost his Nike deal, and now Nike's feeling it, but guess, because guess what? There's a lot of black people saying, you know what? Forget Nike, and they're going to realize, oh, no. just like the rest of these brands, uh-huh. that we are the consumers. We are the ones who matter, not you. You do as we say. You think you're the boss, but remember, if we don't buy, you can't sell. But they're actually selling us our likeness. Of course. So how did we just become just the consumers when we are the product? Because Jay-Z said it the best. We are the culture, but we keep giving it away for free. We give it away for free. Everything we give away from free, for free. What do you think about this, A-Baby? I just feel like, you know, like, when you're in power... You want to look at the less unfortunate, and you want to give them. You want to give them something to fight for. I heard a story. I was just looking at a story the other day on YouTube. Like there was this rich guy. He puts five monkeys on a cage. Inside the cage, he puts a ladder. On top of the ladder, he puts a bunch of bananas. So. The monkeys, obviously, what would they do? They will try to reach for the bananas. But yet, every time every monkey will try to reach the bananas, mm-hmm. the alarm will sound, 
water will start dropping, okay. and the monkeys didn't like it. So what happens there? Now, you give them something to fight about. So now, they right. started doing this thing where, like, they took one of those five monkeys out. They brought a new one in. Okay? All the four monkeys that are left there, they're not going to reach for the bananas because they know what's going to happen. The new one that doesn't know, he's going to go straight to reach for it. So that's what he did. And he went to reach for it. Alarms turn on. Water drop on. So what happened when he came down? He got beat up by all the other four monkeys. So... What's that telling you? That's what society is doing to people. They're giving us something to fight about that we can put, that technically we cannot get. It's like a fake promise. You know what I mean? Like, so it's a waste of time. I wouldn't say a waste <laughs> of time. <laughs> yeah, I, would, I wouldn't say a waste of so, time. But let's say, let's say if they were talking about freedom, right? So freedom's out there and they want to, they dangle it, right? Because, gen- there is no freedom when they control all the choices. Right? And that's what they want to do because they, they're, they're controlling the choices. In reality, you know, like, why do you save money when money is being printed? Right? So it's the controlling mind. There's somebody in power of the printer that's saying, I have the control. I'm the money maker. Right? Well, so, like, now they're putting that to the world where, like, you got to go to school. You got to get a job. You got to work nine to five to make this money, right? And you're going to try to save it because the money is precious to you. But yeah, there's other person out there. He's just printing a heck of, a heck of a lot of money. You know what I mean? Which makes no sense, which you're giving them power because it will take you two weeks to to collect, let's just say $2,000, $3,000. It takes them a few seconds to print like, what, like a million dollars? You know, right. which is crazy, and, and I feel I feel you on that. But another way I look at it is, the way I look at it is, like I was talking to you, right, Phoebus? I'm like, uh, okay, I do podcasts, I do video to a certain degree. Phoebus does beats, he makes music. Okay, I need beats for my podcast. If Phoebus is gonna say, "Yo, listen, I'll give you some beats for free," can you knock down the price on on doing the the podcast? Cool. At the same time, the beats he's giving to me for free, I can now sell and. Even though I sell them, I say, listen, man, if you want beats, go to Phoebus. That is a chain where we're all eating. Do you see what I'm saying? They don't want us. He said give the beats for free. (laughs) No, but I I get get his point. You know what I mean? Well, if everybody had a different service to actually give to the collective, then we wouldn't have to look outside of our own community to actually um, be have these services looked at, right? Yeah. So, But it, it's just, it's just a, a way of working with others and realizing like we were talking about in the very first episode, right? Everybody's on the bus, but if everybody understands what their role is and what they want out of the bus ride, then it's easier for everybody to accomplish what they want. When people have hidden agendas or they're red-eyed because they want to be the boss, because like I keep saying, mm-hmm. for you to be a boss, you got to be a good soldier. You got to go in the trenches and dig that hole. If you're not willing to dig that hole, why the hell is anybody going to listen to you when you make demands? Yeah. Do you see what I'm saying? If you put in the work and you put in the time and this is your craft, can't nobody who's never done that craft tell you how to do it? Yeah. They can have ideas. It happens all the time. I know. They can have ideas. They can have suggestions. And those should be accounted for and looked at. But at at the end of the day, if you already have the blueprint... Their ideas are great, but hey, guess what? We're going to do it this way. This is what it is. Just like I said to you, I can't come here and tell you how to make a beat. 
I come on, oh, that's awful. Shut up. How long you been doing this for? It's not disrespectful. It's saying, listen, I, I like your opinion, but the way you may have delivered it sounded like you're telling me how to do what I've been doing for 20-some-odd years. Mm-hmm. And I've never seen you pick up a keyboard. I've never seen you go on Fruity Loops. Right. You haven't brought me nothing, even right. if it was a doo-doo beat. So right. what, what are you talking about, bro? Yeah, right. You see right. what I'm saying? Like, So if so, time, the time put in or the amount of time put into something, and even if a, even if it's a craft, if we can circle back now, yeah, you're saying that's where the respect's actually coming from. Yeah, Styles P said it the best on Math's uh, podcast. Shout out Expert Opinion, okay? The OGs have to allow the young youngins to have respect for them, and the youngins have to have respect for the OGs. Then, when you have the respect, you have the power. When you have the power, then you have the money. Because guess what? We're moving as a unit. If we all respect each other and we know oh, yeah. this guy's That's this guy's that has the power, we know he's gonna make sure we're all eating. It's just like what I was talking about with the takeoff and um Quavo situation, right? Mm-hmm. If somebody was there to tell him don't be shooting dice in the hood, takeoff would still be here today. But because there was nobody, no OG that said, Yo, what are you doing over there? Mm-hmm. You wanna have dice games? Have dice games at your own house with your yeah. own people in a controlled environment. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Uh, time is bad, bro. RIP takeoff, you know, big yeah. OG. Thing one of the biggest artists I started listening when it came to trap music, it was Migos. You know, there had to be some LGs though that knew about that. Can't even lie, they had to. So, what do you think about power being handed to somebody though? Because people can put the work to get the power and get the knowledge. But an old friend of mine, he once told me that there was also a saying that goes, "Who knows knows, and who doesn't know is a boss." And that's just like, I feel like the reality of nowadays is how it's pretty much working in some cases, you know, like you say, like, I don't have to be making beats for 20 years. If I know Phoebus, maybe Phoebus, Fast he's, track. He's, he's hard will blend and be like, Hey, you know what? I made these beats. They're not copyrighted. Keep them, claim them. Nobody has to know that you didn't make them, you know? And now it's just like, it's just putting the act or like, Oh yeah, I made this beat. It took me four or five hours. But that's just power being handed to somebody. You know what I mean? Right. And then, but here's the thing, though, right? It's all about what you do with that power. So yet again, we'll use that same example. Phoebus gives you some beats and says, listen, they're not, they're yours. Right. I don't do with them. You could turn around and sell those beats yet again, but then turn around and say, yo, man, I got some fire beats, but you should check out my mans. Right. He's got better ones because maybe the ones he handed to you are like... You know, yet again, yeah. the the la- like the the bottom end of the beats that you have, mm-hmm. but they're, they're kind of throwaway beats. Mm-hmm. But then now, by you giving him a shout out and sending people his way, you're bringing him business and and, and turning him doing that business. Those five or six beats he gave to you, that's nothing because he's made that money back triple time, right. and that's agree. what I'm talking about, I right? Can like, agree with that that inner inner circle there, that, <laughs> that circle of services where everybody. And I feel can like that's from. how it should work at all. That's times. how it should work. But you I know? think a baby made up a po- or brought up a point here he says that people are straight up just faking the time put in people yeah. would rather go and purchase the skills or or let's say get somebody else to produce the skills or produ- or to have the skills to produce the product right yeah and then they just essentially take the product and claim it as their own and say that they have the they have they're the ones stocking the shelves and Forget this one that they have in the back. Yeah, of course, of course. We really, you know, put the time not in. to be corny, but with great power comes great responsibility. That's true. Do you know what I mean? And yeah, I know that's a Spider-Man quote, but it don't matter. It's the truth. If if I know 
by me producing this podcast, I, I'm helping you get your voice out. I'm helping A-Baby and other artists and other producers and filmmakers get their voice out and have a platform where they can talk about their come up and their struggles. What's going to happen is the younger generation that watches this, they're getting lessons. They're getting, like Gilead Kid and them say, a million dollars worth of game for free. Guess what happens? Now... When we're doing that, let's say we get a, a deal from Revolt or some other company Continue. now. Boom. Now we get the deal. Instead of me having to say, I got to dump all this money into this. Okay, of course, we got to get lawyers to sign contracts. But now you're getting paid to give out game for free. And then every every artist that we bring in here, instead of them doing it off the strength of love, they get a little bag for coming in and spreading some knowledge and spending some game. But you have to start from square one. You got you to gotta get the people with you. You got to get people to understand that you're not doing it only for the benefit of yourself. You're trying to create power for everybody. And I, I see this Those about... Those are two different... You see, you see you're bringing up that co- that side of the coin to where we should be. That's called the collective right there. Yes. Where we just put aside the differences and respect is that everybody has a skill that we all can actually benefit from. His point, again, is just that he this person that he's speaking of doesn't even have to respect the person who has the skill... They just like pretty much purchasing the skill off of them and then claiming it as For their themselves. own, right? And that's actually the wrong. Remember, it's it's the independent or record deal that we're talking about, right? Independent, you got to put your nose to the grindstone. You got to go out there and make connections. I'll say it again. Your net worth will be your net work. So the more people that you work with, the more good interactions you have with people. And me, myself, I'm learning that. You know what? Let's, let's sidetrack to another one. Let's let's get into this this topic here. Being professional around amateurs. So I'll give you guys an example. Real life story. It happened a few weeks ago. Me and Phoebus, we had a little uh, a little clash of heads. We agreed on something. I didn't give Phoebus all the information on my situation. He tried to rectify it and put in his time and his work by making sure that we had people here and when they came, I wasn't professional. And what I mean by I wasn't professional, I didn't say much. I just kind of sat in the background. My face was screwed up. That was inappropriate of me. But me as a human being, I know that if I'm in that type of mood, I don't really have anything good to say. Right. And I don't want to take it out on people that may not know what the situation is. Do you see what I'm saying? I'm just going to try to get the work done. But still, it was very unprofessional of me not to just let it go. And just get the work done. Even though the work still got done, I was cheesed because, yet again, I'm a very structured person. I haven't been a very structured person my whole life. But you were professional enough to acknowledge that you didn't want to bring the energy upon people. You know what I mean? But I I still did by the way I was acting. Mm. Quiet, reserved, unresponsive. Just get the job done and get the fuck out. Do you see what I'm saying? That is still unprofessional. Mm. Not shaking hands, not saying thank you, none of that stuff. Just pack up, gone. Do you see what I'm saying? That's unprofessional. So, yet again, I'd like to apologize for that. I am learning, but like I said, I'm a structure. So, you're saying that would be more of an amateur way to deal at that time? Yes, with the situation. With that situation. Yes. When the professionalism is that, regardless if you felt that way about whoever was there, that um, the work would actually trump your emotions. Yes. And that you would pretty much uh, make sure that the best work and best quality still goes forth, even if you 
Yeah. But okay, I to, get to, it. To, to, to toot my own horn while I'm taking accountability, people. That's my biggest thing for this year and going is forward, that right? You do it? It's accountability. Is that what you do it? I'm taking accountability <laughs> for my actions. That's what it is, right? You know what I mean? No, that's a good use of your time, though. Right? What do you mean? Because if you use your time and you actually become more and more accountable about what's happening with the time, yeah. then you can learn to use that time better. Yeah. It's the same thing with building on your craft, right? Yeah. That's a uh, building up your character is definitely a craft in its own, right? Yeah. So, so the biggest thing for me is accountability now, right? Like, yet again, I still feel that that episode was great. My frustration was I wasn't able to get the camera angle I wanted, the view that I wanted. That's what upset me because I feel like I want to put out the best. I want to put out better and better and better and get better at my craft. So would you consider yourself like a perfectionist? No, because there's no such thing as perfect. Just like there's no such thing as normal because what I consider normal isn't normal to you. What I would consider perfection is not perfection to you, right? Now, can we get better day by day, minute by minute, hour by hour? Yes. I have a second question that... I have a question to you and to you, hey baby. Um, I'm, I'm, I want to know if your actual, let's say, the building up of your craft is it tied with your character? So, like, let's say if you spent time building up your craft, but you haven't spent time building up your character, do you feel that your craft could still be hindered because your I'll character let is go out first, of line? Because I might be a little long. I might be long <laughs> because your your character's out of line or out of order. So I'm saying, should you spend as much time building up your character as much as you build on your craft? Because they can be intertwined. Because if you, if you, if your character's out of sorts, and you've spent so much time on your craft, when you go to present your craft, you don't know how to carry yourself. Well, to get your craft you see, or the point across, from, or even from my point of view, my character is just being played at all times, right? So like, and that's what I what I learned over the years of my music career. Well, my little music career, because you know, like, I'm still underground, and then I'm trying to like come out of the underground stage. Okay. But what I mean by that is like, I've learned to project my character at all times. I just I just want to be myself, you know. Like I just want to feel comfortable where I am, you know. And then a lot of people might not like it. A lot of people might like it, but at the end of the day. I look at it like, who gives a fuck? You know what I mean? It's it's what I feel comfortable with and how I feel comfortable with. And what I feel comfortable with is being myself at all times. And I believe that's my character at, at, at all times. So that's what you've been working on. So it gets generally easier over time to be yourself right. at all times. Yes. yes. Right. That's exactly it. The more time we're putting into these things is the more we become them. Go ahead. Oh, are you done? Um, yeah, that's pretty much for me. It's okay. pretty for me. It's pretty straightforward. You know what I mean? Like, I'm learning every day as I'm as I'm growing, as I'm as I'm aging. That there's no other way better for me to be but myself. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not saying like in front of my kids I'm a baby. You know, right? But but yes, at the same time I am because I do want to project that character towards my kids of how I want the world to look at me. As we came, when we were born, we were babies. We're babies. What do babies do? They learn. And that's what I that I spent all my life doing, just learning and learning. And that's what my character has become, you know? It's like okay. I'm, a per, I'm a permanent student of life. 
Okay. And that's and that's how I like to look at myself. You so know what, what I mean? Is, what is an amateur and what is a professional to you? For me, like, to be honest with you, like a professional would be at the end of this that your character. It's so easy to be yourself around right. everyone that you're not even thinking of. It. You said second nature, right? Yeah. So being a professional at something is that second nature. That that certain skill or is that would that be second nature at that point to that person? Probably yes, because is that what know, makes them professional? Well, depends how you look at professional. You know what I mean? Because being a professional can mean a lot of things. Being an amateur can mean a lot of things. I mean, being an amateur is just to probably ninety percent of the world. It just means not knowing how to do something. Being a professional is most likely knowing how to do something, right? So, I think it, there's there's a big battle out there that we cannot see with our own eyes, but I think the battle is probably amateurs versus professionals. Okay. Which it could turn into the same thing because you can never be too professional. And like we were like we were looking at the video earlier from the earlier podcast. The other guy said that you can be way too famous. And that's like being professional, you know what I mean? Like I feel like you cannot be too famous. You know what I mean? You cannot be right. too professional. Because if you think you're professional, that means you hit rock bottom. That means you you you're at Bottled. the end of the road. You know what I mean? You're you're at the end of the road okay. and you you say you're a professional and that's where it ends. I mean, so no more learning after. So no more learning oh, after, right? So like, so how do you think you will look in front of somebody that um, has been doing the same thing for sixty years? You know what I mean? So now you that you've been doing it for twenty years, you will look up to this person that's been doing it for sixty years, and then most likely he will look at you as an amateur because there's things that he knows Time. or she knows that you don't know, mm-hmm. but yet. Being an amateur can be a different story because there's things that being a professional already, you're thinking you already learned everything, mm. but yet the amateur one is still learning some stuff. And as like we were going back to the thing where time keeps going, there's new stuff to be learned. And then, you know what I mean? Like, it's like reading a book, you know what I mean? Like, mm. like a never ending library of life. So, so is it better to always going over to you? Is it better? So always be. Well, let me let me answer the first question. Okay, first. go ahead. So, is, you're you're asking me, is there something as being too professional, or what? What do I take as being a professional or being an amateur? So, <clears throat> for me, um, uh, I've been rigid for like three quarters of my life. Do you know what I mean? Due to my own circumstances, right? I've had to grow up a little sooner. Um, I've gone through some things. I have my own personal traumas. That's why I say like I'm very, I'm very organized and disciplined in the sense of like if this is what we're doing, this is what it is. I don't care about plan B, C, and D. Plan A. That's what we're focusing on okay. because I've realized as I've grown up, when you have too many plans, shit will go sideways. If you say this is what it is, you put your mind to it. Prime example, Phoebus. If you say you want to go to Paris. And I'm stealing this from Gregory Hines, people, just so you know. If you say, if you say I'd like to go to Paris, but I can't afford it, you just told 7 million trillion cells that you can't do it. 
you've put it in the universe that it won't be done. But if you go, listen, next year I'm going to save enough money to go to Paris for a week. And that's what you're planning to do. You're going to get it done because you know that's what you want to do. So when it comes to this podcasting platform and, and what I'm trying to build and what we're trying to build together, I know if we every week or every two weeks or whatever consistently are creating content, I take the time to put it together. Sometimes I might need you to come in for some audio or sure. some of the video visuals, or maybe I shout out, I get King Visuals or I get K2 to kind of help me with maybe some other ideas of how to do it. Maybe we change the setup. That's all stuff that can come. But the first thing is we got to get it off the ground, which means we have to be consistent. That's one thing I've learned. Shout out to Ryan Perez too. That's another brother you guys should check out. Digicel, check him out at Double Kings. I always try to shout out my black brothers and my black entrepreneurs, and I try to show them love and respect because I come from a place of not a lot of cheerleading. Do you see what I'm saying? Like, you know this, Phoebus guy. When we did the interview, which I, I swear to God, I'm going to drop it soon. It's been like <laughs> over a year since we did it. But because I'm doing so much stuff, oh it, it's like I start it and then I put it on the back burner because something else comes. Yeah. Back burner. But Phoebus himself said it. In, In the very sense. beginning when he started music, he goes, you know, I, w- I didn't even know I was creating music. I was using poetry as a form of therapy. And then after a while, you started to realize like, hey, this is my thing. You know, I want to rap. And then you meet some people that are rapping and they go, listen, you want to rap? Make your own beats. Put them in the corner. Put a beat machine in front of them. And he's like, these first beats were trash. But it gave him inspiration to want to do it because he realized this is what he wanted to do. And that's the thing I would like to say to everybody is, no matter what somebody tells you, always follow what your gut is saying. If you see the progress... You're willing to put the work in. Forget what anybody else is telling you. Phoebus said this in the last episode when K2 was talking about trolls. Wow. Well, guess you what? Got me down. Go you, you know what I mean? Go ahead and be a troll on the internet. I'll say the same thing Pimp C said. Until you put your name and address on it, you ain't nothing but a hating ass hoe. Say, I don't give a damn if Jonathan with no freaking avatar says that the podcast sucks or that my voice is bad. I could care less. I'm a gamer. I played tons of games. Call of Duty. Oh my God, bro. The amount of times I've heard Reloading. the N word from these white <laughs> kids that are hiding behind a screen. And one time I remember I was on house arrest. I was staying with my mom and this kid was talking. I got so upset. I gave the kid my government name and told him to Google me, bro. And said, now, if you really feel that way, when uh-huh. I get a chance uh-huh. to get my clearance, give me your address and we'll see what's up. Uh-huh. My mom had to slap me in the back of the head and said, boy, this is a video game. Why are you letting what somebody <laughs> say to you affect you so much? You know who you are. You know what you're about. Okay. Why Why are you allowing outside noises who want to be negative? Hold on, we're coming back to it. You're right. So in a, in a respect, you being as a gamer at that time was more in the amateur. You know what? I'm starting to tie this amateur and the psyche. Like it's a state of mind, this professionalism. You know, this professional or being an amateur is really on the person who's really thinking that of them the, themselves. To a, to, to you a gotta degree. You got to use law of attraction. And then I think that's what you were saying, how you like, either you're going to use the law of attraction to be an amateur or you're going to use the law of attraction to be a professional. Yeah. Everybody's, everybody's emotional. Expound that now. What? What do, you, what do you mean by the law of attraction to be a professional? The law of attraction. So, like to be he was saying, you know, you want to go to Paris, 
but you're telling yourself that you can't, right? Okay. So now you're feeding that to the universe. And the universe, what what is the universe saying? Your wish is my command, right? So now if you say, I will go to Paris, believe me, five years from now, you will see yourself sitting down in Paris. I have a question. Are you telling the universe or are you telling yourself that you cannot do something or can do something? I try to tell the universe. So, but okay. I will and I, I am at all times. Because, like he would say, I had to learn the hard way. Where, like, if I. I'm going to nail this to the you floor. Your psyche, you're telling yourself what you can and cannot do. Yes. Yes. That's the, like he's saying law of attraction, and I, I have no problem with the spiritual thing. I, I'm somewhat spiritual myself. But me, myself, I believe if you want it enough, you're going to. Let me let me let me ask you this, hey baby. If your kids got to eat tomorrow, are you gonna wonder about how you gonna get the food? Or are you gonna get the food? I'm gonna get the food. That's for me. That's not the universe. That's you as an adult realizing that you have mouths to feed, and it doesn't matter what you have to go through to make sure those mouths are feed. But they're your responsibility. Right. So you as a man, you as a person, you as a parent realize you're not the only responsibility. That you have other ones, and they matter even over and above yourself. That's how I look at things. Yet again, accountability, right? Ain't nobody, pause for saying this, ain't nobody told you to stick your dick up in, in your baby mama. <laughs> ain't nobody told you to go shoot the club up. I you, use my a law of attraction and I say, I want kids with her. You know what I mean? Uh, <laughs> yes, of course. But I'm just saying, you know, ain't nobody told you to do that. So it's nobody's responsibility but your own. Yeah. I, have, I have a seven-year-old daughter. She's supposed to turn eight. I tell her this all the time. And my, my significant other, uh, she doesn't like the way I talk to my daughter. But I tell my daughter, when you step out of this house, nobody gives a shit about you but us. So don't expect others to do good for you, but if they do, appreciate it. You know what I mean? Don't expect others to treat you with respect, but if they do, appreciate it. Reciprocate it. Because at the end of the day, we're all individuals. We all have our own demons that are going on. We're fighting. We all have our own growth and our own perspective on life. And, you know, my truth may not be your truth, but if we as human beings can sit in the room and agree to disagree and understand maybe somebody else's point of view, it might enlighten us to another angle or another side where we could use that later on in life to help us individually but what we live in right now is this fast i want to be famous i want to be rich i want to be the man i want to be the itch i want to be a boss girl that's why yet again i don't mean to turn this into relationship talks but this is why a lot of these modern women are going to go they're going to die alone any man out here that's looking for a woman please you better vet them like they they go into the army, <laughs> okay? Like they go into the really? army because it all comes down to what you're doing with that time. Because if they didn't use their time to exploit themselves, they wouldn't become a person who just loves to be exploited. But here's the thing, or though, something if, like that. I'm just saying because um, as you're talking, you're saying uh, I'm just uh, as you're talking to you just get the, to the point where like maybe what they're doing with their time and. Their, and the woman that you're choosing, you have how you have to vet them and all. And you know, you all while you would get a, a good woman because or you know it's a, she was a good woman because of how she treats herself in her life and what she does with her her time and But hold on though. Just just to add on to that, a lot of people think I'm crazy for seeing this, but everybody wears you two went, faces. You went wild. I tried to pull it back. <laughs> I don't know. No, that's okay, man. You know, I've been called all types of things. It don't bother me one bit because 
Half these people don't know me. And if they say they know me, then obviously they hear me, but they ain't listening. Everybody wears two faces. Every single person wears two faces. Okay. They wear the professional face where they can smile and be courteous for what they want. Okay. And then they wear the face where they're upset and they tell you how they feel. Now, there has to be a balance. Because, yet again, prime example, when you, if you go to an interview at, 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 a, at a big company, you're not going to show up there with chains and the blue jay. You're going to show up there in a suit. Your hair is going to be cut. You're going to be talking in their language. You're I, going to put on a different persona and show a different face to get that position to feed yourself. That's true, but that's where I shout out the big boy, Will Smith. Because, you know, like, I grew up watching Will Smith, you know, Fresh Prince of Alert. And then, as you were saying, you know what I mean? Like, he went from being somewhere in life to adapting to this new life, right? But he never lost his character. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, he did, he did wear a suit. But you see him wearing his hat to the little side, you know what I mean? But I understand your point, you know what I mean? Like, at this point in life, I feel like nice. sometimes we get judged by our looks. You know what I mean? Perception is key, my friend. Perception is key. Mm. I say this to people all the time. If a dirty, grungy, stinky guy comes up to you and says, I can make you a million dollars, you gonna look at him and be like, get out of my face, bro. Look at your jet. Look at you. You're dusty. <laughs> but if a, a guy in a business suit comes, steps out of BMW, I-7, you know, it's a $150,000 car and says, hey, I can make you the millionaire tomorrow. You gonna follow him, bro. Let's not act like we ain't going to do that. You know what I'm saying? You're going to trust somebody based on their image, their presentation, and how they make you feel. Right. I'm telling you, but still nothing escapes like them actually having to have to have the skill. You have to have the skill, People Phoebus. People have the look all day. Like, there's, let's say there's, let's say there's artists out there, or even musicians, even rappers or whatever, and and they have the look, but everything under them is written for them. They're completely put together. They don't even have the actual ability to sing on beat, you know? So they're engineers all at work for him, and he's a completely manufactured artist. We have this more now in our in our day. It's a project, baby. Where's the real, <laughs> where does it, like, as much as we want, let's, can we get away from having counterfeit artists where this is like... Where no, we no, can't. We can't? Do you want to know why we can't? Until the culture says we don't respect that as a whole, we'll never get away from it. Th think about it. In the days of Rakim, all Perception these guys... Perception is everything. This right? is what you were saying. Ra yeah, Rakim and all those guys. You think if you think if somebody thought they was writing at those times, those guys would have got the props and been legends? Yo, your panic game had to be sick. Had yeah. to be sick. Oh, yeah. Prime example... Yet again, I don't care for Drake. Drake's a good artist. He's Canadian, whatever, American. Okay. Blase, 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 right? Wow. Once I heard he was writing his music, I was already not really messing with him. Once I, I heard he was writing his music, I said, take the GOAT talk out of your mouth. You're not the GOAT MC. You could be the GOAT, GOAT entertainer, but you're not the GOAT MC because hip-hop in itself is supposed to be an essence of self. MC stands for Master of Ceremonies. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So if I know you're you're rapping or you're singing a bunch of lyrics as a rapper that you didn't write, how am I supposed to believe you? Now, let's take it to the other end. Beyonce. Okay. okay. She's a singer. Everybody knows in that genre, in that category, 
They have writers. They can't come up with all this stuff on their own. And we respect them for their craft and their entertainment because we know some of it could be genuinely them because of the voice projection, the way that they perform the song. Okay. But we know that they might not have written it. And we're okay with that. I don't know. That sounds like a double standard to me. It is. It definitely is a double standard. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. It is. But yet again, hip-hop is a genre that's made from the streets, from the less fortunate, from the poor. From we the go back band. to when it started. Those were stories of people talking about what was going on in their neighborhoods and in their life or sure. what they seen. Nas is one of the greatest storytellers. And I understand why people came after 21 Savage, but they didn't realize that 21 Savage is part of this new school where he realized that if he said Nas ain't ish, everybody and their mama was going to go check that album out. He did free promotion for him. They didn't realize that. They took it as, yo, Drake should have told him to sit down. No, he was a mastermind behind that. He said, this old ass guy, get him out of here. Everybody, that's how things work. Negative publicity and positive publicity can be the same thing. And you know this with Trump, right? Remember you said, oh, Trump is this, Trump is that. Then they found out years after... He after he gets kicked out, or the year the year after he gets kicked out, that his policies were better than the policies that they had in place from before. Why is that? Because they hit all that stuff, and all they did was gave you what they wanted you to see, and people are stupid enough, I don't care if you don't care what I'm saying, are stupid enough not to do the research themselves and go and look for the truth. The truth is out there. Like, like, like you guys said on the other podcast, there's information all over the wow. world. You can pick up your phone and find out anything. But if you don't do the due diligence to find out if it's the truth, go with, I know, I know it's hard for everybody, okay? Everybody wants this fast, quick, easy answer. Definitely. Nothing in this world is easy. No. If there was a handbook to life, everybody would be millionaires. All right, all right. So that's the, put in the time to get the craft, to put get in the, the knowledge, time to get the knowledge, and don't fake or shortcut yourself to the, to the prize, shall we say. Because then you might just, it's like, it's like if you try and fast forward and you shortcut it, then you might not be prepared enough when you get to that situation where the real skills might be needed. Right. right. Now, yeah. hey, baby, we were talking about something off camera. You showed us a video where you're showing your, um, your logo. Right. And um, there was a gentleman that you did it for where his people told you that they found it to be racist or they found it to be not tasteful, right? For, like, for lack of I better I think words. they just got like a negative impression out of the tag, mm -hmm. right? But you know, what I mean, like for the way I grew up, it was so difficult for me to understand and comprehend them because you know what I mean. Like, yes, they could be traumatized from from stuff. You know what I mean. But personally, where I where where I'm coming from. I'm coming from a place where there's a good heart. I mean, yes. And then like my my tag is a monkey. I'm from Guatemala. In Guatemala we have monkeys, you know? And perhaps my dad is dark, you know what I mean? Like I'm probably the whitest of my of my siblings, you know what I mean? So like it took me a hot minute to understand it, but yet I do understand. But now I'm kind of in the gap of where like why can't they understand me? You know what I mean? I can I can give you a little <clears throat> background to it. He didn't say lightest. He said whitest. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> of his siblings. And he said that his dad was dark. Yeah. Uh, but that's so, for everybody, though. 
no, that's that field and house nigga. That's that light skin versus dark, dark skin, skin mentality. Top. Yeah. But also remember, right? He said his logo's a monkey. The monkey goes, oh, ah, ah, ah. Some darker skin African people who seen don't it, know. Who don't know him. Uh-huh. Seen that said that's disrespectful. Now, for them, it might be disrespectful because they're dealing with a lot of trauma. But unless somebody's out here with the rhetoric that they seem that they're racist or they say that this is I'm representing black people being monkeys, people should wake up and stop being so damn soft and realize that if you have an issue with somebody, you should directly talk to This is the world that we're living in now. Hold on, because you said that's a double standard again because you said perspective is, is key. It's key. So if he's seen this way... Shouldn't he also make little bits of uh, little pivots? Just oh, to- of course, of course, he should make little pivots. I'm not saying he should make little pivots, but the person who feels offended about something that somebody else is somebody else does, regardless if they know the person or not, if they if they have a middleman in between, sit down with them and say, "Well, why would you do that? Why is this?" Remember, I was saying we need council culture, not mm-hmm. cancel culture. Right. You do something wrong that I feel is wrong. Right. I should be able to sit down with you in a room as a man, as a person, have a discussion, see where you're coming from, let you know where I'm coming from, yeah. and we can come to some form of agreement whether we disagree or agree. Conservative. Do you see what I'm saying? And that's just how we need to be as human beings. But what we're yeah. living like right now is, oh, I didn't like that, so that guy. When I see him, it's a problem. Yeah. Well, how can he know there's an issue if you don't freaking tell him? If right. you can't be a person, a human being, and say, listen, I found that offensive. Can you try? I understand what you're doing, hey, baby. Maybe have the monkey say, hey, baby, instead of, oh, oh ah, ah, ah. Right. And, and now, okay, I understand. He can now make that adjustment because he's been given that opportunity. I tell you this all the time, you know what I mean? Do you know, Phoebus, I'm, I'm a... So, you, so you're saying they're just being too quick to judge. Too quick to judge and too quick to just... Dis- like that's it. No, no, no. That's this is what he is. Yeah, because you know the first thing that came to me was like, and like shout out my boy types. You know what I mean? Like, you know, I w- I got so like so sentimental with him on the phone because I was like, damn. You know what I mean? Like, what the world has come to it. You know what I mean? Nowadays, you know what I mean? Like, because you can do something from the bottom of your heart, and you're not thinking anything wrong. You know what I mean? You're not thinking anything wrong. But yet, there's somebody that got hurt already, that potentially don't know, and they're thinking you're just trying to hurt them again. You know what I mean? Mm. And then, I don't know, for me it was a little bit of impact because, like, you know what I mean? I told my boy, I was like, bro, I can't change my tag, you know what I mean? You know how long it took me to do it? And when I did it, I did it with, like, a good heart. And then, you know, it got me so into it that I was like, maybe they would have thought about it differently if I would have put a white guy on a video before... I expose the video, you know what I mean? So maybe they can get they can be like, oh, I get what you're trying to do. You know what I mean? But I, I feel like Okay. But yes, like if if that person were to reach out to this guy and be like, Hey, I didn't like this, you know what I mean? What's going on? So now this guy would have reached to me or he would have reached to me personally and be like, Hey man, um, I strongly don't agree with what you're doing because of ABC. And then I would explain him, you know, like I did it because of ABZ. And also now he's going to think why I did it. And then I'm thinking, why is he getting offended? Right. And I think that's where we come to a mutual agreement. You know what? Like, all right. You know what I mean? I'll change that ooh, ah, 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 for something maybe like, you know what I mean? Like, do you think that could be offensive? For me personally, I don't. Like you do, have, you for do me, have a brown monkey with a crown. 
But you know, like there's a lot behind my logo because my stage name will be a baby. You know what I mean? So that's why I picked the baby monkey, you know? And then my content creation, um, part of it is King visual. So in a later future, I was thinking of using King Kong. You know what I mean? Like the baby monkey grows up to be King Kong. So like I thought of using the lion, but you know, like I feel like the lion is just overrated. Overrated on like being the king. Yo, of the don't jungle. make Sizzla come on, come bun you up like he bun up. Uh, <laughs> no, no, don't get me wrong. Don't, don't disrespect get, no, the lion, dread. No, no don't I'm get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. You know what I mean? Like, I, lo- I love the lion. You know what I mean? I love lion. You know what I mean? Like, no, I just, I, no, I just like, had to get at you, you a little bit because, you know what I mean? He changed his perspective. Right? <laughs> no, you see, here's the thing, though. Here's the thing, Big though. man over here saying, you better not disrespect <laughs> the lion. Look, here's the thing, though, right? Because I didn't agree with it, I was able. Right now to have that conversation with him, and then he's seen my perspective. Oh, the Rastafarian looks at the lion like he's king because everybody calls the lion the king of the jungle. Right, and then he was able to say, you know what? Not really retract it, but word it where it wasn't to other people disrespectful. He's saying, "Yo, I love the lion, but where I'm from and what my name is, my stage name is." He was able to give an explanation. A baby or eight baby, do you know what I mean? Yeah. And you know, I wanted to have a baby monkey with a crown and then turn it to King Kong with a crown. Now people can understand the point of the visual. The sound can always be changed, but if right. they understand where he's coming from, then they can now fall back, accept what he's saying, and say, oh, he's a human being. He's not doing it to be offensive. This is his mind. This is his craft. This is his thought process. And plus, we live in an earth full of animals. Animals are so beautiful, man. Animals are part of us. And I do believe, you know what I mean? Like, don't get me wrong. Like, I love the lion. But maybe it's just the new generation. But no disrespect towards the lion. But Yo, Slizzle's going to come <laughs> for you. Like. But in reality, you know what I mean? Like, if you go in the jungle, you know what I mean? The lion is roaming around the jungle. Looking for a spray, you know, you got you got baby monkey just hanging up there, going like, what, "What's this guy doing?" You know what I mean? Like, what's up? You know what I mean? So, I feel like there could be more than one king, because you know what I mean. Like, eventually, the okay. the baby monkey, you know, will ride the, the will ride the lion and be like, "Okay, we rule this jungle." You know what I mean? Like, I will I will keep eyes for you above, and then when I'm in danger, you you're below. Care of you you, yeah. t- you take care of it. Okay, okay. Wow, that's that was very deep. You try to bring the monkey in with the lion and but definitely think said that the lion the, is a the monkey powerful. could be the new king of the jungle. Okay. Now I asked you if you could if do you if you believe that somebody would find it offensive to have that character. Now my my question well my thought is that yes people could basically just find it offensive whether they knew him or not and i'm getting to the point why is the truth so offensive hey the truth hurts why can't he just come out and tell the whole public like hey this is my visual please accept and agree you know as it or whatever some people won't accept the truth when it comes from somebody that they don't respect or somebody that they don't have any connection to so respect is has to be tied to connection? To a certain degree. I mean, I'm only speaking from my own personal experience. You know, I have posts. I, I post every day on my IG. There's, there's the post I did. Some people love me for who I am, and some people hate me for who I am. Do you, do you understand what I'm saying? So it's like, like he said, he wants to, you know, King Visuals, A-Baby, 
wants to be naturally himself. He's not selling you on a character. He's selling you on himself. He's not when the cameras turn off, you know, sipping lean. Not saying he's doing that, but you know what I mean? If he's sipping lean off camera, <laughs> he's sipping lean on camera. It's like Lil Wayne. Right? Lil Wayne has been himself the entire time. You haven't seen two sides of Wayne. You've seen one. That's what A-Baby is trying to create, right? And not everybody, it's not going to be for everybody. It's just like, and we're probably, I'm probably going to get us in trouble for this, but I might as well say it because it's on my mind. The transphobia thing, it's a preference. It's, just, it's literally just a preference, bro. For A-Baby, he might not like Latino women. He might like black women. He might like white women. That is his preference. It doesn't mean that he's racist. It just means that for him personally, he likes this type of woman. Or this type of person, just for a gay person or a lesbian. I love my woman. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm not too. I'm, no, listen, but I, I see what you're saying. Where we going? You know, no, no. <laughs> you see, already they try to get me canceled. My, my co-hosts in the interviews try to cancel me already. But what I'm saying is, we live in a world that is just so quick to cancel. It's not quick to cancel. So quick to if you don't believe what I believe, then you're wrong. No, that part. No, because all of us retain. And process information differently. If we were all the same, we'd come off an assembly line, bro. We're all different. <laughs> Everybody is different. So at the end of the day, yet again, council culture, not council. You see what I'm saying? And if there's an issue, okay. go and reach out to the person. Now, if the person isn't willing to debate with you on the in- uh, on the issue or talk with you about it, that's on them. Hey, but the- if you Put your hand out, you put the olive branch out, and they burn it or they spit on it, your conscience is clear. True, that's so true. You know, you know the truth I mean? is not for everybody, you know what I mean? Like, and the truth could hurt, but one thing I do they learn is that the truth will always be the truth, you know what I mean? Regardless of how we bend the rules, and like you mm-hmm. and like he said, you know what I mean? Like, the truth is not for everybody, and then we need to cancel the culture and not cancel, and what I'm well, trying to project in my life is just, you know what I mean? Like, we're all equal. You know what I mean? Like, going back to Sarge about, like, preference of woman. You know what I mean? Like, when we come to this earth, we're little babies. We don't know. You know what I mean? We don't know the difference. We all look at each other, like, as equal. But what as happens babies. Was, but when we happen, when we step into society, now we bump into people. Who push their ideas and their yeah. agenda and their morals on us. Do you know what I mean? And saying, well, you're a black man. Yeah. You should only be with black women. You're only think in a black And that's way, not right. right? <laughs> or, or, you know, you're a white person. You should only be with white people. Or you're Latina, right? right? I mean, it, it's... So it's an indoctrination that we Moral, found. not moral, of society standards. Right. Society's morals. Not your own. Not you know God-given. I mean? Obviously not those ones that were God-given, but man who made and manipulated. Exactly. God-given. Man, <laughs> yeah. Yo, so how can you be a leader in today? Yeah, well, enough with that one. Are, and then are, we need to know what projects you got coming out on Instagram handle and all okay, that. Okay. Are, are, okay, how can you be a leader in today? You really a leader is one who leads or pioneers, right? So the person carrying truth today because it's so offensive is that I think they're more of the leaders because truth is that thing that it's gonna you're gonna see at the end of the day as well. Right. I mean, the truth hurts, man. And so is I want to be a leader. I feel like on my own self opinion, 
I'm a leader. I look at myself as a leader. You know what I mean? But when I look at you, I look at yourself. I look at you as a leader. I look at him as a leader. Because okay. potentially, you're leading somebody else. You're leading somebody else. You know what I mean? I'm a leader learning from other leaders. And that, I think that's how everybody should look at each other. You know what I mean? Like Because I don't have your knowledge. I don't have his knowledge. But both of you guys don't have my knowledge, right? So I feel like it's like when we have to cancel each other. Not cancel, just because you have more knowledge than me. You know what I mean? That's just you being a selfish leader. You know what I mean? And that's just me. Like you said, like going back to like power. You want to be in power. You don't want other people to be a leader. You know what I mean? Which is that, for me, that's not right. For me, it's more like... I get you. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, it sounds like there's good leaders and... Well, there's always good leaders and bad leaders, right? Okay. Like I told you, being a good soldier can make you a good boss because you've been in there, you've dug those trenches, right? Mm-hmm. Now, the way you were taught to dig those trenches and the way you were talked to, you might now realize for you that worked, but for somebody else it didn't. That's one thing that I'm learning <clears throat> is that I'm a gruff individual. I'm just going to say it blunt. I'm not going to sugarcoat shit. Yo, this is what it is. What the You know what I mean? I've realized now that I can't, and I'm working on it, you know what I mean? I'm not going to sit here and say, that's me, deal with it. Mm-hmm. No. As a human being, as an adult, we need to stop using this is who I am as the normal. The normal is I will work on it. I will try to get better at presenting myself or presenting my issue in a digestible way for everybody because everybody is different. Me, I'm used to being talked to very blunt. Wash your ass, brush your teeth, yo, dirty ass. Do you know what I mean? That's just an example. For for maybe a baby, it was more like, "Hey, can you do this for me?" Or well, my mom to... whooped my ass, bro. No, I, no, I know. <laughs> Listen, come on. But maybe you know what I mean. It was like, "Hey, can you do this for me?" You need like there was more explanation behind why you were told something. While for me, it was just a direct do that. Do you know what I mean? Also, from being in the bing and stuff like that, I did baby time. You know what I mean? I'm not gonna act like I did no pen time, but I I realized in there it was like somebody told you when to get up and wash your ass, when you can eat, when you can do this. I don't ever want to experience that again. So I took myself out of those circles that was landing me in that, and I realized that I want to be able to wake up whenever I want to. I want to be able to listen to whatever music or eat whatever I want or do whatever I want. Okay. But I had to realize that that's what I wanted. It took a minute. It took some slipping, right. some falling. I can't get up. Dmx vibes. Yeah. But after I realized myself and realized my position, I can now make those adjustments and become a better person. Do you know what I mean? A lot of connections I could have had right now, I don't have because I spent a period of my life being the gruff, direct, in your face, I don't care, got a problem, we can go outside person. And I still have that to this day, but I try to soften it more and realize that not everybody's used to that direct in your face style. Right. Do you know what I mean? Because the truth, honesty, some people don't like the way right. I present the truth. Do you know what I mean? If I present it in a softer way that they can digest, they might accept it more. They might accept it better. Do you know what I mean? And I wasn't willing to do that because at the end of the day, I wanted to be my natural self. And I can still be my natural self, but I now have to, my uncle told me, I now have to gauge the room I'm in, gauge the people I'm interacting with, and then adjust the way I relay the information. So being a leader in this sense is one who considers others' thoughts and yeah, how you, they're being... Yeah, a leader is somebody who's constantly learning and willing to give knowledge. Wanting, yet again, 
I bring it to the analogy of the 15 pies and 15 people, right? There's 15 pies, there's 15 people. Everybody gets a slice of the pie. What do you get at the end of the day, hey, baby? No pie. No pie. Because you got 15 pies. And you give it to 15 <laughs> people, right? Or unless that's including you. Okay, it's including me. But, see, Phoebus, what, what do you say about that one? I think he's trying to get to that. Everybody gets a whole pie for themselves. You get a whole pie for yourself. Right. You still you still pie. end up with the whole pie, but because you may be doing visuals better than me and you know camera work better than me. Okay, well that that's your part, your slice out of this pie of media. He might know how to talk to people better or get interviewees or whatever. Even though that's a bigger pie, he gets his slice out of it. I may be the guy who can talk well and, you know, be I get a slice out of that. And like I said, everybody plays a role on the bus. They still end up with the pie. They still end up with the, the original thing that they wanted. We just worked as a community and let everybody do what their specialties are, all right? And then at the same time, if somebody wants to work on their weakness, help them. Show them how to build that up. We need to get this guy back on camera, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. man, you know, right now I'm in the back. I feel right like now. the truth is the, is the food and we're the ingredients. Mm. And then we all put the ingredients together We'll get the truth. You know what I mean? Exactly. Okay. I'm actually enjoying this conversation. Thank you very much. So Yeah, I appreciate it. We ought it. to be working on our craft. Somewhat our craft could be tied to our character. Right. There is a difference between professionalism and being an amateur, which could lead only to could on, which could only be a state of mind. People and how they perceive us. Very important. And I think we just touched on being a leader. You know, also is a good leader is one that considers how others are. are and is receiving. always willing to learn and share knowledge. And a bad leader is somebody who hogs the power for themselves and steps on people and tries to suppress them. They also say that they can't be taught as well. Ah, you see what I'm saying? Jeezy said it, said it the best, too. Like, I have a clip of that sitting on the balance of opinions. Uh, it's a short. He goes, I thought people were happy for when I did good, but it seemed like they weren't. Do you know what I mean? It was like because either they were older than me, they had more money than me, or they thought, you know, they, they were better than me. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And I had to go to war with them once they see me doing better. Do you know what I mean? But one thing he said he realized is that the people who love you, it don't matter. When you come around, you still a king. You still that guy. Yeah. Because they're not looking for what you can do for them. They're looking at you for what you're doing for everyone. Right. Do you see what I'm saying? And that's yeah. the thing that we were talking about in the very first episode, right? About legacy, about, you know, people being able to put their best foot forward and 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 help the next generation and, and, and you know, help them succeed in any which way possible. The Steph Curry thing where I said his dad gave him the opportunity. Now, Steph Curry could have wasted it. I know I've wasted tons of opportunities that I've been given because True. I was pig-headed and, you know, I thought I knew everything. But as I grew, I realized... Yeah, I don't know that. Even though I think I know, I know very little. I can know more, though. And you know what? This guy knows. So let me sit down with this guy and learn. Mm -hmm. Or sit down with this woman and right. learn. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Always constantly growing. Yeah. I think that's what time is probably all about. Mm -hmm. Always constantly growing. So. Putting putting your time towards things that excuse me, or could be beneficial for you or beneficial for your little one or beneficial for your generation. You know, breaking generational curses. Best is, best is beneficial for the generation. Yes, but it also still, at the end of the day, we are human beings. It still has to be beneficial to you. 
It will be. You know what I mean? Because remember, you said about Bob Marley, right? Like, Bob Marley, you know, did all this stuff. And yes, he's recognized as a great reggae artist, you know what I mean, of that genre. But he still doesn't kind of get the credit you feel, you feel, or some people feel he deserves, right? And then his kids, like I said, his kids came in. And yeah, of course, they they blew up, but they had to cultivate that. It wasn't just handed to them. Do you know what I mean? Remembering that the industry was trying to sell us our own likeness. Yes. Yeah. So they and they still are. They still out. are. They didn't want them to figure it out for sure. Right. But they, they figured it out. Who figured it out? The the Marley Brothers. They oh, figured definitely. it out. Like they, you know oh, what I mean? Like they're sure. in movies. They're doing their own music. That that's why like the whole independent. Like when you baby say you're still underground, I don't say you're underground. I say you're independent. That's how I look at it. Right. Because if you get up every day and you press your CDs and you go on the streets and you're pushing them. Well, you're your own manager, your own distribution, your own, you're doing everything on your own. So you're going to reap 100% of the benefits. Yes, it may take longer, but at the end of the day, you know, we look at Nipsey. Nipsey was selling CDs for $1,000. People loved his craft, loved him, seen what he was doing, and they bought it because they respected the game. You see what I'm saying? And Nipsey, he passed. All the money he's getting from the streams, it's going to his family. DMX wasn't so lucky, wrapped up in the deal. So his family might see some of the money, but they're not seeing all of the money from the work that he put in for over a decade. Do you know what I mean? The money that he made those executives, they're not seeing that type of money. You know, you were talking about Russ, yeah. right? You said Russ was blackballed. Russ finally broke through the in- industry. What did Russ say? Russ, what record deal? I don't need no distribution from you. I already got mine, son. Kick rocks. You know what I mean? You want me? It's going to cost you a few mil. You know what I mean? I'm sure he wants to got distribution. No, of the record course. Deal, the record deal part where having a machine kind of control his art, I doubt that part. Doubt that part because obviously he probably, as an independent artist, went through the struggles, uh, took his time in his craft, and people were saying nay for a good long time until all of a sudden that one yes came through and opened up the door for his independent career. And that's definitely a thing too, right? Like, it doesn't matter how many times you're told no. Somebody eventually is going to say yes. But you know what I mean? It's all about what you bring to the table. If they know that you're willing to work hard, you're willing to put time into your craft, that you're passionate about it, that you're willing to put in the work, you're willing to dig that ditch, you're willing to run that mile, and you don't care what nobody says, eventually somebody's going to see that that's in a higher position or in a position that can help you open a door, and they're going to open it for you. Because it's beneficial not only for them, but you. And then they can look back and say, it was like an interview, I forgot the name of the the, um, the producer, the guy that helped Nas make a million dollars. I can't. I think it's DJ Scratch or DJ Scribble. Don't quote me on this, people. He was on um, Expert Opinion. MC he, Search? Yes, thank you. Thank you, sir. See, this is why I mess with my peoples, because they'll correct me. So MC Search, right? He said he only got 2% off of Nas's rights, right? Nas was a millionaire off his first album. He made sure Nas never had to worry about money again. What did that do for Nas? Allowed him to be as creative as he wanted to be. Now he doesn't have to worry about feeding his family. They're already fed. Now he can work on his purpose. He can work on his craft. He can make it better. And that's why Nas is one of our legends that people can't disrespect. And I understand why they felt away when 21 said what he said, but 21 was being smart and using marketing because he understands what it is now. He's not second-guessing anything. He's like, yo, you know what? Why don't I throw some hate out there 
and watch this. Nas, Nas is going to blow up. And what happened? Nas' thing blew up. My son said it the best. If 21 Savage never said what he said, people might not even have looked at that album that was released, King Disease 3. They might not have looked at it. They would have been like, oh, it's just another Nas album. But they said, oh, 21 Savage said this guy's relevant? Let me go check this out, man. Let's see if, this, if, if he's really telling right. the truth. Right. And boom, streams went up. <laughs> Thankfully that Nas was prepared. Oh, he's always prepared, man. Come yeah. on now. Him, Jay-Z. That's certain- it right there. So he put so much time to his pen that he's going to always be prepared. Nas. Right? So the artist who's manufactured and, and everybody's writing for them, they don't have that. They could never have that same credential. No. That their skill is not being built for them, but they... Are building themselves. themselves. Yet again, we, we, we can use it for even soccer players, basketball players. If you're not in the gym, if you're not on the field every day trying to get better, how do you expect to get more money? How do you expect to get more recognition if you're not putting in the work? A baby said it himself in the very beginning of the interview. I was doing an hour a day. Then I realized I needed to bump it up to three hours. Because I looked at what I was doing, and I didn't want to do it that way anymore. I wanted it to look better. I wanted to perfect my craft. I still have my kids, my job, everything. But I'm going to find this time slot, whether it's, you know, 12 o'clock at night after the kids are sleeping. He got the headphones on. He's in front of the computer. Right. Two, three monitors, whatever. And he's going, okay, let me make this cut. Let me make that cut. You know what? Let me go on YouTube and check out how to do this cut. All right, yeah. Okay, this is what he did. All right, I'm going to try that. Do you know what I mean? He's constantly learning. He's constantly trying to build himself. Constantly trying to find a way to network where it might not even be like networking in the sense where he's actually talking to the individual, but he's learning for what the individual's putting out and showing him. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I feel like, like going back to the YouTube platform, that, that individual, like, it's like he's already talking to me. You know what I mean? Like, as long as I'm willing to listen and, and look at him talking, he's directly talking to me. You know what I mean? So, yeah, definitely, man. Like, I feel like people should invest more time in themselves as projecting what they really want to project. And don't let nobody tell you you can't do it. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. if somebody's telling you you can't do it, it's potentially because they can't do it themselves. Thank you their own insecurities and their own, do you know what I mean? It works like that in everything in life. If if me and Phoebus are working together, we're doing the, po- the podcast, right? And Phoebus is thinking 30 steps ahead, but I'm only thinking one step at a time. I'm slowing down his progress. Right. Now, if I wanted to go up five more steps or maybe 10, I don't have to meet him on his level, mm-hmm. but if he sees, okay, yeah, I'm trying to progress, but I need to slow, I need to be a little slower with the way I intake the information, that can still work. But you have to have somebody that's willing to go through that with you, not, oh, I want the finished product now. You know what I mean? It doesn't work like that in anything. Nothing. The job that you work, did you go to the first day and know everything? No. Nope. It took you months weeks maybe years and then you find little shortcuts and little ways to organize yourself to make your process faster to make do you know what i mean that's how everything in this world works and i wish people would understand that more than thinking that it's just this cookie cutter fast-paced microwave way of doing things it don't work like that man math hoffa was doing his podcast for a whole year barely getting anything getting, you know, little interviews here and there. Now he's getting in almost all the biggest artists you've seen. He's had Styles P there, DJ Shirch, Bob, Bobby Smyrda, 
Rowdy Rebel, Omar Epps. Uh, I think he had Rock, not Rock him. He had Big Daddy Kane. He's getting all these people in because they respect what he's doing for the game. They have a platform where they can speak. Right. Do you know what I mean? And they know he's going to allow them to speak. He's going to come with the questions. Even Tony Yayo, Uncle Murder. Do you know what I mean? Uh, what Mean Feebles are trying to create here is, is similar to that, but a Calgary flair. We want to help out all the Calgary artists who really want to work together and build up. And not just the artists, the producers, the filmmakers, the people who are in business. We want to help everybody and give them a platform where they can speak and we can ask some of the questions maybe the public might be thinking about or maybe ourselves because we want to learn too. Man, I, feel, I, think I feel we like can Calgary should do it. Calgary should come together because I feel like we live in a place where we live in a mine of gold. You know what I mean? So if we all come together, we can become the independent as all I want. You know what yeah. I mean? So I strongly agree with you on that one. Definitely. Yes. Yeah, so. Um, before you get out of here, what's your tags? What you up to? What you got coming out? Well, you know, check me out on Instagram, a baby fish for three and uh King B shows YYZ. You know what I mean? I'm an independent artist. Cause my boy here say he doesn't like the underground wording. So I just graduated, you know, from today, you know, hey. <laughs> so respects. So I'm an independent artist from Calgary. And I'm planning to stay in Calgary and help up my peers, my fellow artists as well. And then, don't get me wrong, I'm learning from everybody. Um, subscribe to my YouTube channel, same same name on all platforms, A Baby Fish 403, King Visions YYC, and King Lyrics 403. Um, shout outs, first of all, to my mom. You know what I mean? Like, hey. If it wasn't for her, I wouldn't be here today. Hey. So, respect mama. Shout out to my girl. Shout out to my kids. Shout out to my boys. Shout out Types. And shout out to Big Bro Ringo, shout out Mike, shout out Jump Shot Records. You know, like, shout out everybody, you know what I mean? Because you guys made these happen, you know? You guys, you know, shout out Fevers, shout out my boy right here. Bro, I'm really bad at names, bro. You oh, know it's that? King ECG. King ECG, you know what I mean? And, you know, it's, it's funny because I feel like, you know what I mean, just from sitting down today, it feels like I've known you from a long time. You know what I mean? It's like, and it's that connection that we all should come together because you know you never know who you're gonna bump with, and then it might do good to you because I learned a lot today, and believe me, I always leave with something new. And today, I left with a lot of knowledge. So, respects. That's cool, and man. You know what I mean? Like, stay up, stay up, stay respected to the family. And I have a few projects coming up, actually. Um, there's a song called Billionaire. I haven't posted as much on social media, but that's just a song that's probably going to drop on February the 10th. So right now I'm just debating on the dates just because of how the song is coming. But starting 2023, I got lots of new music coming up. And then 2023, man, I feel like that's going to be my year, man. And then that's where I want to show the people what I have been working on. You know what I mean? Because I've, cool, I've been giving them a little snippet here and there, but I think it's time for a baby to start crawling because I've been dragging for a long time. You know what I mean? So Yeah, I, I definitely have a media group that I've been creating that I can definitely assist with that. But it sounds like you got everything taken care of over there. Great. Uh, you have any last words there, big bro? No, no, no. Um, 
Yet again, like Phoebe said, we're giving the music and the knowledge to the next generation. Thank you all for listening to The Collective, which is on Balance of Opinions. You will see snippets of it on the IG, Balance of Opinions. You will see snippets of it on I Am Phoebus on IG, and you will see it on the YouTube channel, Balance of Opinions. Now, special announcement. Um, Balance of Opinions is a network. The Collective is just one part of it, which Phoebus is pretty much the co-owner of. That's his podcast. Um, We're going to have a few more. Phoebus might do some gospel for y'all because there's some people out there that are heavy into the Bible, and so is Phoebus. And we believe that we should give everybody a taste of everything. Do you know what I mean? Phoebus is going to probably open up a little bit more and give y'all a little bit more knowledge. And there's going to be some people on here with him. So please be respectful of their opinions. Um, If you have knowledge that you want to share, more than welcome to come on and share it with us. Everybody is welcome. Now, that's about it, sir. The Collective. Yes, sir. I'm out.